letters to waste men. Have you ever experienced waste woman? Because a waste woman. How would you describe a waste woman? Think a waste woman is someone who takes advantage of um, when there's a guy in in the situation, takes advantage of his vulnerability and makes him insecure about it instead of m- making him feel comfortable. About That's it. a good one. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think there are a lot of women who um, take advantage of it, which makes the guy completely shut down f- in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And that creates fuckboys. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I've had that situation. I've been in a relationship like that mm-hmm. where the person I was with like made me feel like things that I'd feel was that were normal for me and it's normal to feel that I was wrong for feeling that way for certain things and it's fucked up mm-hmm. yeah I don't I don't even know what to say it's really messed up and I feel like um, how did you evolve from that experience I just realized who the fuck I was mm-hmm. and, and I just tapped into remember who you are you have forgotten who you are and so forgotten me look inside yourself Simba you are more than what you have become you must take your place in the circle of life. How can I go back? I'm not who I used to be. Remember who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Shouts out to Lion King. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would describe a fuck woman. Fuck woman, is it? A waste woman? A waste woman, my bad. Mm-hmm. A waste no woman. I'm swearing a lot. No worries. Uh, I'd describe a waste woman Like as... all fuck women are waste women, but not all waste women are fuck women. If you Whoa. call it like that, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. She's okay. <laughs> Rosie with the okay. Um yeah, I'll describe a waste woman uh, a woman that um same thing as a waste man, you're just not doing anything you're comfortable. You expect men to cater after you you expect the world to revolve around you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like waste women put their beauty before anything. Mm-hmm. Not for me personally. Like mm-hmm. I'm just not attracted to that. Or it's mm-hmm. not even about being attractive, but it's about like what are you doing with your life? Mm-hmm. If there's no man in your life paying your bills or these other things, or if you don't have, I don't know what, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And how yeah. do you like radiate your beauty? Yeah. Like physically or internally, like how do you radiate it towards your surroundings? Yeah. Your en- yeah, the energy. Yeah. Because you're something like more than beautiful. But yeah. I'm, who am I to say what, if a woman wants to be beautiful and basic? True. Do it. You do you? Yeah. (laughs) We're just having a subjective conversation because at the end of the day, nothing is objective, anyways. Yeah. (laughs) Except for death. But even then, how do you know that you're alive for real? Are we going to get into that? Yeah, well, we won't because we'll be still here. Like, we'll be still talking tomorrow. But it's an interesting thing. Nothing is objective. The only proof of life is death, I guess, is to die. Mm -hmm. But then. We don't know what happens when you die. We don't know. But it's not for us to know until we die. Yeah. Or maybe we, we, we will be born in another... Anyways. Anywho, <laughs> anywho, anywho. So I listened to this episode with Obama and Bruce Springsteen about mm-hmm. popular culture and the mm-hmm. influence of popular culture and their fodder figures on their own views of masculinity. And they were saying that they felt like we like our generations are carrying a lot of weight a lot of consequences of misogynistic 
like more misogynistic times and more like racist times present. Yeah. How do you feel like how would you encourage or how would you advise other people to deal with all of this baggage that we are carrying from previous generations? Because we are we are dealing with all of this shit. Same with like climate change and all of that. Yeah. Are you talking about things that like piled up like a snowball effect or generational trauma? I'm talking about how we are the victims kind of of the ignorance and the mistakes of people in the past not that we are perfect we're making mistakes every day but um first off learn learn your mm -hmm. history figure out what what's what's wrong um when i was speaking i used to speak i, I publicly i do public speaking mm -hmm. i used to speak for amnesty international and um in the hater forum in, in belgium i spoke in the federal parliament and stuff um And I did this event with Amnesty International on stage. I said um, a story about my little brother. He was walking around. He went to Leuve. He was partying. Yeah. <laughs> he was partying in the Audemars. Mm -hmm. And he stepped on uh, a shard of glass and it got stuck in his shoe. I didn't notice that the shard of glass was in his shoe for like days. Until I heard him like walking on the tiles. And I hear clink, clink. I'm like, yo, what's that thing? And he, he looked under his shoe, he found a glass. He's like, oh, shit, I was walking around with this glass under my shoe this whole time. And I didn't know it. It hurt. It felt uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But I just never realized, you know, that I had a glass under my shoe. So I, he took it out. and He was good. Mm -hmm. Now, to relate that to, I guess, society and things, mm -hmm. you never realize what's wrong until you see what's mm -hmm. wrong. So mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, realizing mm -hmm. and studying mm -hmm. history and seeing, oh, actually... It's not kind of cool yeah. what they're doing, yeah. <laughs> whether yeah. it's global warming, whether it's racism, yeah. whether it's feminism. Yeah. yeah, that's a good start. I thought about that myself. I'm an overthinker. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> and I was like, how there's so there's so many issues in the world. There's so many heavy things, and I have like my small issues, my personal issues. How can I find a balance between all of these? How do I have to place my own issues into these bigger things that are going on? Like, should I? let that minimize my own problems or how do I have to approach this? And I realized it should um, bring things in perspective for you, mm -hmm. but it shouldn't minimize your own problems. You have the right to feel extra and to feel what it is that you're feeling at that moment. But yeah. it's important to give it a place and move the fuck on. <laughs> like a lot of people don't move on. Sure. And it's so draining. <laughs> it is, especially yeah. if they express how they not moved on to you. Mm-hmm. And not, I'm not talking about like, there are extremely traumatic experiences. Um, I'm lucky I haven't really experienced that before. Maybe the, the thing that hurt me the most, I guess, is like the divorce of my parents. But these are all things that I, with time, gave, like I gave it a place. I realized there's, there's more to life than just keep on feeling miserable about it. You know? Exactly. There are things that you don't have under control and you should just live with it. Because yeah. that's all you can do. If you yeah. can change something, then change it. What's Maya Angelou said this? If you change something, change it. If mm -hmm. you can't change it, learn to live with it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, you you see this with athletes that they're in wheelchairs, there's a whole Paralympics, mm -hmm. you know, and those people just figured out, okay, I'm handicapped mm -hmm. or I'm disabled or uh, differently abled. That's the mm -hmm. term. What am I going to do now? I love basketball. Let me figure out how to play basketball with a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Right, like you just said, like, but first, you know, to get over something, you have to confront it. Realize mm -hmm. that my parents divorced, it's mm -hmm. fucked up. I don't feel good about this. Why don't I feel good about this? Blah blah. Then realize it's not my relationship. Mm -hmm. My parents love me, 
that's all that matters. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. And you move on from that. Mm-hmm. And different things. Mm-hmm. Right? There's still so many things to be grateful for. Like, okay, they split up, fucked up, but they're still healthy. They're still there for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, but even if, like you said, like... It's still okay to feel like shit about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's still okay to feel shit about it. Like, um, something I, 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 I used to get, people used to tell me, like, if I'm sad about something. Oh, yeah, but somebody's got it worse than you. That's the worst. That's the, the worst thing a lot of people say to people. But it's like, yo, dude, okay, they got it worse, so what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still sad, right? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's messed up. Man. Um, I remember what I was going to say um, ages ago. So, um, when someone says, imagine that's to make people care about the dangers of, for example, women walking on the streets alone at night. Imagine that's your daughter or your mom or your sister, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, does it really need to be someone that's related to you to care? Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's if, if that person is your friend, like your sister, your your mom, your grandmother, whatever. It's a woman. Exactly. She's the only thing that matters. Exactly. And you hear that a lot. Imagine that's your, your daughter. That's the main argument. Yeah. But like you said, it's probably like, dude... It's people still, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But women have have been given. It's weird. Women have been given this rep of being weak. Oh, she's just a woman of this and that. But women have done amazing things. It's thanks to women that we we're able to get into the moon. Um, mm. And even to like intersectionalize that, black women have been given this thing of that they're strong. They're not allowed to be weak. Mm-hmm. You know, even in the face of doctors, they're told like they doctors a lot of the time don't believe black women when they complain about their pains. I don't know what and. Um, it's messed up. It's messed up that they have to, like, that with those labels of either being weak or strong or whatever, like, you end up not advancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what I was trying to refer to earlier with the labels. Because mm-hmm. it puts things in a box. Mm-hmm. True. People just, yeah. They hear, oh, woman? Oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. Feminism? Oh, I know this woman that's a feminist. She only lets her armpits hair grow and she, you know, yeah, this is yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, I hate feminists. But yes. you don't realize, you yeah. know, so yeah, people have different perspectives. It's narrow-minded tunnel vision thinking. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot, like a lot of people adjust to it as well. They adjust to the label, like because other people literally expect it. Yeah. From them. Yeah. yeah. I I used to go to school where this dude. I'll talk about race and then masculinity, but this dude yeah. used to. Uh, he was black, and um, around white people who'd put on this facade of like what we'd see on TV or San Andreas. You know, like this black dude. Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? They're like, you know, even from America, why are you talking like mm-hmm. that, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But they'll do it, like I said, to fill in the box. Same thing with the uh, with the man that's trying to act like quote unquote a man. Oh yeah, last night I had sex with like three girls. You probably didn't, but that's what toxic masculinity is about. Yeah, yeah. they're trying to fill in that box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they think that's the only. Um, those are the only factors um, to measure their masculinity and to feel valuable yeah but who's yeah. who's measuring masculinity who cares at the end of the day exactly yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it's funny isn't it yeah it is. <laughs> it is and the same with rap culture and popular culture and maybe talk about that because you are your rapper yourself mm-hmm. um how did you experience that in the industry have you ever felt like they were pushing you in a way pushing me to 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 conform to the stereotypical rapper. black rapper like image. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always talk to my grands from the beginning. When I was when I made my first song in the studio, the guy's like, "Yo, what are you gonna call yourself? Critic class? But that's your name. 
why would I change my name? My name is mm-hmm. fucking Criticos, dude. It's such mm-hmm. a sick name. And they're like, yeah, why don't you call yourself the Beast? Because you're a big guy, this, this, that. And um, and yeah, I was I was like, no. My name is Criticos. Whatever comes out of my mouth is that. I'm not going to call myself Lil, Lil Chiggy. I don't know yeah. why. Because <laughs> yeah. in three years, I'm going to hate that name. Yeah. 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 So from then, I had this chip on my shoulder. But I think... Kind of a battle. Yeah. yeah. I think owning myself and calling myself by my name... Um, changed a lot for me when it came to that because mm-hmm. if people are talking to me they're not talking to you i don't know i don't know what name i'd even pick mm-hmm. probably big daddy because mm-hmm. whatever but like if they're not talking to big daddy they're talking to credit cards mm-hmm. so if you ask me to do i don't know something crazy mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. talking to me so i don't know it's different and you also consciously chose not to rap about you know like bitches and mm-hmm. money and cars and yeah I mean, I looked at your Spotify and there were, I think, not, like, the majority of your songs are not with the explicit label. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I just realized I don't say the swear word a lot of the time. Yeah. Because my biggest fans were my mom and my little sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to hear that. I didn't mm-hmm. want them to hear me swearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, a lot of a lot of rappers are baby daddies and they... They rap. And then some, I really wonder, like, they all have misses and I'm like... Do you completely ignore the fact that he is misogynistic as fuck in his songs? How do you, what do you talk about during dinner? You know, I just really wonder how that happens. <laughs> For a lot of people, if he's buying that dinner, he's putting that food on the True. table, they don't care. You know? But what do I know about you? <laughs> yeah. I remember I sat down once. I was at an exec's place, a label, and they, uh, they told me um, if you want to become a musician, You have to separate your personal life and your music life. You yeah. become a character. Mm-hmm. True. You have to make sure you separate yeah. those two things. Yeah. And so there's some people, there's a lot of people. I think Two Chains is one of them. He's yeah. changed now, but maybe he's different. I don't know. But he'll talk about bitches, hoes, prostitutes, mm-hmm. all these other things. But if you see his house life, he's got two kids, three kids. Mm-hmm. He's an actual good dad and stuff. But it's his brand. Exactly. It's I do understand actually, but still, I would. Oh, I don't know. Depends. <laughs> I don't know if I could completely ignore that. If you were dating the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine. I'm not sure. But yeah, it's all yeah, they're just living up to the to the like culture. Yeah. Filling that yeah. box like you said. Yeah. What's your opinion on um female rappers re um claiming their sexuality and they're they're getting objectified all the time in you know in, in, in rappers songs yeah how like what what's your opinion on for example web <laughs> on being extremely sexual in their songs and completely uh, reversing the male gaze i don't even think they're reversing the male gaze because males quote unquote the male gaze sees them as sexual beings anyway but it's when they own it that's when it's a problem mm-hmm. right um uh much like the n-word I keep mm-hmm. bringing a race, but there's so many no, similarities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was laughing because me and my brother used to joke about how uh, how women, female rappers, always talk about like, yo, my pussy's better than the lake, my pussy's better mm-hmm. than the water in your, in mm-hmm. your tea. Always Macaroni in a pot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it always made me laugh. But like, uh, like you said, people always have a problem when you when you and when you use things that the oppressors use to degrade you, when you use that to your power. And just mm-hmm. tap into your own power because at the end of the day, pussy runs the world. I'm not gonna say pussy, maybe vaginas. I don't know what. Whatever is between okay. a woman's legs runs yeah. the world. It does, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it does. There's a reason why Michelle Obama is so powerful. There's a reason why Hillary Clinton is is where she is. There's a reason why Bill Clinton went out of office because he 
succumbed to um, uh, Monica Lewinsky's gay, uh, appearance or something. I don't know. He just couldn't contain himself as a man because he was so attracted to this young woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that ruined, that cost him his whole presidency. This mm-hmm. is the president of the Amer- of America. Mm-hmm. And she got slut chains, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't necessarily need to be like the ex president's wife. It could also be Jenny from the block, who is powerful as fuck in her in her own big way. Exactly. Yeah. But with the Monica Lewinsky thing, no one stopped to be like, "Yo, if the president of the United States said, hey, let's go.'" how you doing yeah you do it you're you're intimidated yeah yeah not just intimidated but like people are attracted to him yeah some, pe- some Power. people right so what if yeah. she chose like yo fuck it i mean let me have sex with this mm-hmm. dude they didn't they didn't see that scope of thing they saw her as being um a home wrecker and this and that and mm-hmm. maybe i'm just going too deep into this but yeah like you said it's, it's this there's a problem that mostly males have or men have people that are under the patriarchy mm-hmm. have with women um, empowering themselves and using their bodies mm-hmm. to their benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's still yeah less allowed for women to be promiscuous. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still convinced that repetition and keep yeah, keeping on talking about it will normalize it long term. Um, talk about what then? In for example, case. sexual freedom for women in so that it's equally allowed for women without getting judged for it yeah as much yeah that one needs to be talked about yeah um and to conclude so you you said like earlier that you um had a traumatic ex relationship um Mm -hmm. how would you what does love mean to you i have to answer that now well i have to answer that now yeah what does love mean to me? Because that's more like in the trend of my mini documentary series, but I want to know. Love means appreciating everything that you have. Love means appreciation of the things that you've got with you, things that you might not have as well. Realizing that your position in life is what you have and the only true thing is the present. Um, yeah, I feel like appreciating the things, the situation. Mm-hmm. I was very appreciative of the fact that mm-hmm. I got this carpet it doesn't match anything in my room, mm-hmm. but it's such a sick carpet. I'm sitting on the floor. <laughs> I'm appreciative that you're here. Mm-hmm. You know, small things like that. I feel like that's what love is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loving yourself in your life. Yeah. And the things her. that come with it and the people that come with it. Yeah. 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 And loving your situation, loving what your situation isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not rich. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not but, a billionaire. <laughs> right. But Marley would be like, what does that even mean? Exactly. Yeah, that's, good. Yeah, that's what I think. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not a billionaire, but I'm fine with that. And I'm appreciative of the fact that I've got the perspective that I've got now as someone that's not a billionaire to be able to be like, oh, when I go to the grocery store, I'm going to look twice at the price just in case, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like that's love. And how would you um, approach? Are you in a relationship at the moment? Nope. Nope. Single. Um, how would you? Okay, he's going to say I'm very single. <laughs> I'm re- ready to to mingle. No, I'm not. And that. No, I'm not ready to mingle. Okay, now you know. And um, <laughs> would you? How would you approach love in the future? What when it's considering romantic? Um, love? I won't pursue it. I won't chase it. The best love that I've had was not 
forced or chased. It wasn't like, hey, go me on a date. I like the way you look. Mm-mm. It was just a friend of mine, and we suddenly developed feelings to each other and mm-hmm. getting a relationship. That was the best thing ever. That's the, mm-hmm. I feel like that's the best situation Genuine. to have, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. after that, I went on a date, and we both knew it was a date. And we sat down. It's like a date. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. there's pressure. Mm-hmm. I have to look good. She has to look good. I can't. Blah, blah, blah. You have to have small talk. You have to have these obvious questions. Yeah. But even then, I think you could change it up. Yeah, even you should. first dates, you could make it fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's still pressure. Because if you just there with your friend, you could chill. You could be on your phone. I don't know what, right? But just don't call it a date then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't call it a date. Don't yeah. have expectations. So yeah. that's, that's how I'm going to approach love. No expectations. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, realize what's not for me. Mm-hmm. and respect what i don't mm-hmm. tolerate respect mm-hmm. respect yourself yeah yeah and I your know. own expectation no you shouldn't have expectations but your own values and norms yeah and yeah. recognize the fucking red flags and act accordingly because shit yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. i've seen red flags that i've already seen before and i was like mm, let me see what other shades of red flags there are but i feel like you have to go through um ignoring red flags and and Constantly thinking, like, um, how do you say that? Um, believing better, you know, and compromising and blah, blah, blah. Mm. To realize life's too short. <laughs> yeah. To shrink, um, to fit in someone else's life. You know that a lot of people don't get that opportunity. Yeah. And that's really sad. It is. People end up in long life relationships and marriages and have children together. And they're like, this whole time, this dude's been horrible to me. This mm-hmm. woman's been horrible to me. And and they didn't recognize the red flags. Mm-hmm. That's really sad. It really breaks my heart. Yeah. They are aware, but they're like, oh, I committed to this. Who am I to? Yeah. I feel like that yeah. could be my version of hell. Yeah. What about you? What is love what for you? Me? Love for me is loving yourself first. Because only when you love yourself, you also show how other people should treat you. Mm-hmm. You know? And love for me is unconditional. But... Yet, I put the limit where my um, norms and values are. Where you what? Where my norms and values are. Okay. So when someone is making me shrink, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Make the pancakes. Yeah. And when someone is not wanting the best for me or the best for both of us. And it's all about balance. I don't like, I don't need to be prioritized at all times. Not at all. But I do want to be prioritized when it matters. And when someone... I don't know, whatever is more important, like when, when someone's ego is more important or when someone is taking you for granted, that's also like for me, I really don't like to be taken for granted. I mean, who, who does? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it's about those small things that I realize that um, maybe this person doesn't deserve me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does anyone really deserve you? I mean, at the end of the day, you only have you, yeah. so you don't belong to anyone. I also think you should not um, need anyone. Yeah. Like I want you, for example, but I don't need you. And I, I hope my, my future boyfriend will feel okay about that. <laughs> <laughs> he has to. Yeah. Because if someone feels a desire to be needed by his partner or her partner, that's when the problem is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's a big, um, it's a bit intimidating for for men to feel okay about a woman not needing them i'm explicitly saying it like i don't need you my guy but i want you i enjoy your presence i love you but i don't need you 
That's a great point. It's yeah. a very good point, and it's true. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important because there are so many people who are also super afraid or unhappy being alone. And I'm like, that's already a wrong mentality to start a relationship in the first place because then you start upon a basis of dependency and then you you get with someone out of fear of losing that person already. Yeah. And that's recipe for toxic dynamics. I didn't mention this. This is something that I've thought about all the time. There's this system where I think it's outdated. I hope it's outdated. But women are raised to be wives. Mm-hmm. They're raised to get married. And you see it. Women are taught to cook, taught to clean, all these other things, right? They're expected to do all the things. You see it in the toys that they're given as children. Girls are presented with, like, the cooking sets and stuff. Boys don't have that, right? Um, so they're raised to be women or wives. But men aren't raised to be husbands. Mm-hmm. They're raised to be powerful people and have power and blah, blah, blah. Right. So not to come, bring back to what you just said, a guy not ha- having a difficult time accepting the fact that a woman doesn't need him. That's a loss of power because mm-hmm. you need to be in power of this woman. Yeah, she needs me. So, mm-hmm. you know, and so um, and I feel like that's the thing. Automatically, there is this taking for granted part then as well. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But I'm not my heart's not of stone, you know, like I do. Sometimes you you need someone. Sometimes you need someone. But it's not that I would not function without you exactly you know yeah, yeah. and you yeah. need to promise yourself and just guarantee yeah. yourself that if this person's not there i need to function properly mm-hmm. still because mm-hmm. people like after breakups which i guess it's healthy it's normal after a breakup of a long time you're like stuck and you're just like you don't know what to do with yourself mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you should be so comfortable with your own company with yourself yeah, yeah. it's i love spending time with me <laughs> that's amazing Yeah, I really enjoy, like, I live with a housemate in Brussels. We share an apartment. And I, I think he was, like, not around for a week. And it was amazing. <laughs> and I enjoy his company. It's We're, like, a married couple. Um, we're, like, often in the same room, just minding our own business, not even talking to each other. But we do, mm. we're, we're together. But when he's gone, I it's... Feels it's great. Like, yeah, it feels great. Yeah. That's dope. Like, I just appreciate every everything. <laughs> That's really sweet. Every situation as it comes. Yeah. I have the same thing here since I moved mm-hmm. here. Just about balance. And then when you... People are there. You can chat. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, they are. But at the same time, it's like... Like you said, finding time alone is so essential. Yeah. To find out what you like. Because mm-hmm. a lot of time, like we were just talking about dates and who we love and that. You said you love yourself first, right? Mm-hmm. But to love yourself first, you have to get to know yourself. And that's most of the time through others, though. Um, to know yourself by interacting with others you learn about yourself as yeah. well but you have to be observant of yourself too true like, hmm, I talk about this a lot when I'm talking to people or mm-hmm. I look at this thing I don't know mm-hmm. um, I talked about it in the second episodes yeah. like the whole episode is about should you know yourself before going into relationships or should you get to know yourself through relationships and it's mm. it's ambiguous it's complex but I mean human behavior is complex Yeah, all the time. I've learned through the evolution of my relationships that um, I like a certain type of person because you narrow it down. Mm-hmm. We don't know who we love. We don't know who we're attracted to until we get attracted to somebody and get mm-hmm. a, a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you break up with that person for a reason. And the next time you get in a relationship, like, I'm not going to tell it that next time. Mm-hmm. And you have the person and you realize there's something I don't like here as well. And you collect these new things until you look for the perfect person out of nowhere. 
But like you said, that's how you learn from yourself, right? Mm -hmm. no, that's how you learn about yourself, sorry. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. And that's would you one. say um, if, I don't know, love crosses your path, <laughs> um, would you be open for it? Because sometimes people consciously are like, no, I'm not, I can't have that right now. But that's also a shame. It's very much a shame. Yeah. But I feel like that's where I'm at right now. I'm like blocking it. Emotionally inaccessible. Yeah. I'm not looking to mingle. I've been abstinent for the longest. Mm -hmm. You know what that means? Mm -hmm. yeah. You're not having sex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. I don't know if that's TMI. Shout out to these guys. I don't no, know. It's, it's, I mean, it's cool. Whatever you yeah. want to share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have no problem with that. I'm really comfortable with my sexuality and my sex life. Because mm -hmm. another thing we talk about is community. You have to get a money girls and stuff mm -hmm. like that, right? And I didn't lose my virginity until I was like 20. And that was like a... Uh, Same, like I was 19. That's 19. late. Yeah, it's quote, unquote, and late. And especially sadly. for a guy. Right? Um, and it was, a, it was a conscious thing. I mean, to not lose it at 20, but to me to like at least get in my 20s before I did anything. Mm -hmm. um, it was a conscious thing. And just like you said, because I didn't want to be that typical guy looking for just to lose my virginity. Mm -hmm. And so I've been presented with, I had been presented with opportunities to have uh, sexual encounters, blah, blah, blah. But I always dodge it because it's not my time. I yeah. don't need to do this. Yeah. You know? You and stay so, true to yourself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so with that, I think I've prepared myself to be abstinent. So that's what I'm doing now. And I love it. I'm learning more about myself as well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the next time I do have a partner. It'll be even better. Yeah, it'll be worth it. Hunger is the best sauce. Wow. That's a good one. Hunger is the best sauce. Always. <laughs> Even when it's about like actual food. I'll eat dry ass <laughs> chips if, I, if I'm hungry. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? Anything to add? Um, uh, And don't, don't talk about death. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to talk about this. <laughs> uh, don't listen to anybody that tells you to man up. If, they, if somebody tells you to man up, ask them, what does that mean? Mm hmm And they won't know the answer. That's right. Because we all don't know. That's it. That's Man up, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, um, wow. I'm glad we got through through the episode because we both were a bit tired and that. Yeah. But it's a long time coming. Yeah. I I do hope you enjoyed being a part of it. For sure. Doing two episodes actually, because we had one yesterday. Yeah, it was dope conversations, both of them. Mm -hmm. I hope you learned or got some insightful things as well. Maybe you'll ponder on, on it tonight. Yeah. I haven't had a conversation bed. like this in a long time. So it's cool. I'm happy I came to Amsterdam. I mean, <laughs> I'm happy I just, I could combine it. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we'll have some chats in the future. Uh, maybe on, maybe on my mini documentary series. We'll oh yeah. See. I, I could check that out too. We could shoot some scenes here in Amsterdam. Maybe that would be nice. On the basketball court. Oof. Ooh. In the summertime, springtime, yeah. yo, that's a vibe. Yeah. yeah. Okay, say less. Say less. <laughs> say less. Okay. Cheers to the audience. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you later with more Wasteman behavior. Letters to Wasteman.